Ladies and gentlemen, welcome or welcome back to the JKWD podcast. We hope you are finding some awesome today. Kevin, how are you doing? I am doing outstanding. Thank you very much. I'm here. It's upstate New York. It's the 4th of December, and we only have about a head. We can see traces of snow. It's wonderful. And it's not sorry. So- sorry what, what does that look like? And it's white and kind of flaky. Uh, that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> yeah, you from Savannah. <laughs> but yeah, life's good. Having a good time, smiling today, and uh, and uh, hey, it, it don't get much better than that. And but we just had a really great podcast too. But hey, yeah, how 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 are you today? Oh, oh I'm wonderful today. Um, we had a little cold snap here in Savannah recently. Um, you know, hopefully, hopefully when, when we time travel with this episode, um, you, you won't be buried in feet of snow, making your, um, little flurries that you're talking about sound silly. Um, and hopefully we'll be far away from the, uh, cold snap we had, but I actually had to, we converted the garage into an office. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we only did a partial conversion. We didn't, um, you know, we didn't, split the we didn't split split the hvac so um the heat doesn't come out here i've got a little space Uh heater um and the space heater is not uh yeah it's it's just like a little desktop one so so i actually brought the computer inside and sat in the easy chair for a few nights for work um when it was getting down into the 30s yeah I, i found that like 42 43 degrees out is about the the limitation on the uh on the space heater, uh, you know, the, the space heater, a hat and a, a sweatshirt will uh, get yourself an air fryer and just throw, you know, just, just, uh, just work from inside the air fryer. Just work from inside, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, yes. Anyway, anyway. So yeah, uh, today on the podcast, we talked to Dallin Reber, uh, who is a creator, uh, very recently of the self mastery journal, uh, and uh, we talk about uh, habits, we talk about tools, we talk about goals, uh, and uh, yeah, we talk about his recent move from from Tampa, Florida to Jackson, Michigan. We actually uh, uh, spoke off off the episode about uh, the implications for his uh, jacket collection. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, he's got some he's got some realizations on the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh brought to you today, as always, by Vitamin K Daily. Get your daily doses of positive from the Prince of Positive himself, Kelvin Peterfield Sr. Sign up today at vitaminkdaily.com. Get yourself four weeks free. If it's not for you, you can just uh opt out. And you won't be charged a dime if you like it and want to keep it. Just twenty four ninety five a year, a year. I said that right. A year, twenty four ninety five a year. Uh, get that before it goes up because it will go up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, as as any good product sold inexpensively does. Um, inexpensive, not cheap. Those are two different things. There you go. Vitamin K daily, philosophical supplements for attitude, health. Get yourself four weeks free. And now I'm going to play the music. And on the other side, you're going to hear, hear us talking to Dallin. So normally what we do is we um, we have you introduce yourself to our audience and um, tell us your mission, why it's your mission. We'll get rolling from there. All right. Yeah. So my name is Dallin Reber. I previously worked for a few years as a sports scientist down in Tampa, Florida, working both in research and with some professional athletes. Um and during this time, just experienced, I guess, my own transformation that led me down a series of events where I was able to create the self-mastery journal. And the hopes of this journal is to, to really 
you know, mesh gratitude and productivity. So that's uh, where I center my focus now is spreading awareness around this and spreading that message and hoping, hoping that it's a useful tool for others to, to enhance gratitude as well as productivity. Great. Um, how did that come about? And then uh, how do you, how do you uh, go from, from Tampa to Jackson? <laughs> <laughs> Both great questions. So, so the going from Tampa to Jackson, my wife's family is actually from Jackson. It's where she grew up. So that's what brought us back here. Um, you know, the, the question, how did the journal come about? It's, it's quite, I guess, a, a long story. I'll do my best to give the cliff notes version, but basically, you know, I, I had completed my master's degree in sports science. I was working as, as a sports scientist doing something that at the time was something that I loved, but quickly just came to the realization that it wasn't something that, you know, was fulfilling me. And I kept seeking something different. So I was kind of in this position where I, I knew I needed a change, but I wasn't sure what that change looked like. So I started, you know, doing, I guess, participating in just a lot of introspective practices, trying to discover more about myself and what's really going to help uh, fulfill that desire of more purpose in my life. And one of the things that I was able to do that was, you know, really impactful for me was join a group on how to journal correctly. At the time, I, you know, never really picked up pen to paper. I and just being intrigued by, you know, journaling correctly may kind of stirred my thoughts like, okay, so is it not just a blank sheet of paper and a pen? What's he talking about? So I just I went for it for a month. And in this process, we we use different, I guess, just little techniques, even like goal setting, gratitude journaling, like things of that nature. And then we discuss how it impacted our path or what can we can learn from it if we apply this to our past. How can we apply this moving forward? And in this process, I just had a, a big transformation where, you know, I, I went from just stressing about what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. And, you know, if I need a change, what does that look like to really focusing on instead of stressing about this, let's focus on what I can control. And that at this moment is who I'm trying to become. And once once I got detailed in that, then it was, you know, well, I can actually be that person today. And that's just helped cascade my progress. So that's kind of, I guess, the Cliff Notes version of where this journal came about because it was so impactful for me. I, you know, I was looking for a tool that fulfilled these, that that had these techniques. And I just couldn't find one that really meshed gratitude and productivity in the way that I, that I wanted. So I decided to, to create it myself. It's a very interesting concept because, you know, I write. Yeah. Um, so the concept of journaling properly, I'm intrigued by that. Yeah. Because I write a lot of stuff and, and you know, I, I guess it's mostly random, <laughs> whatever I happen to be feeling at the time. And the, and the, and the, uh, the idea that there would be a process I should be or could be going through that would make that more effective other than just putting my thoughts down. Right. It's pretty good. So I'm, I'm, I'm interested in hearing more about that. Yeah. So I would love to touch on this and what, you know, what I think journaling isn't. And, and you got to keep in mind too, that, um, that this, you know, a lot of people do love to, you know, write their thoughts as you, as maybe you do, or, kind of keep more of a diary uh, and, and discuss their their own um, feelings and experiences that way. Um, but the, the fact is a lot of people also find that extremely daunting. So when it comes to journaling correctly, I think it's important to simplify the process for the user because the majority of the time these people are going from never having done this to wanting to give it a shot and see if it's something they enjoy. Mm -hmm. So when, when, I say the word journaling, that's kind of a, an umbrella term that encompasses, you know, self-reflection, um, which in my journal are just answering two questions of what went well today and what can I do better tomorrow, uh, goal setting and gratitude journaling. Mm -hmm. And then I also have a journal prompt or as I like to call it a purpose prompt, because the idea is 
for it to provide an alternate perspective, not only on the life that you envision creating, but, uh, but on the person that you desire to become. Because a lot of times we have, you know, thoughts and ideas and desires, but until we understand the detail of this, it's just, it's just a thought. It's not a destination. So at least from my own experience, I, I found out that once I, you know, got a little more granular on the life that, that I was trying to build and the person I was trying to become, that my daily goals just became much, much easier. I was able to look at my daily goals and have the motivation to do them because it made more sense, right? I knew the direction it was taking me. So when combining these techniques and journaling, it really allows you to, you know, dissect your past and learn from it and apply that to your future while thriving in the moment today, which I think is a key component that we often miss. Wow. Now, what were you doing in, in sports science before you set down this path? So my degree um, in sports science was centered around what we call athlete monitoring. Okay. And so we use advanced technology and basically the process is this where you, you track an athlete throughout their competition and mm -hmm. that allows you to understand the physical demands of the game. And once you understand the physical demands of the game for their position, then you can more accurately kind of reverse engineer that and, mm -hmm. and, you know, schedule their, be more efficient with their programming with strength training as well as recovery and, and things like that. So that is, that's what I did throughout my degree. And when I got my job, it was more so on the research end. I still did a little bit of that, but we did a lot of research um, in regards to just all things, health and performance and recovery and injury prevention, things of that nature. So, um, but, you know, we had people who were more hands-on working with the athletes and then we had some more like scientist type people. Gotcha. I was more on the science team and every once in a while we would intertwine. Gotcha. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I mean, I see a clear path from, uh, you know, working with athletics to you know breaking down performance and seeing what I can do better and and making a daily goal and and yeah so, yeah uh, it's it's actually interesting just to kind of see how they do overlap because when you are using this advanced technology to track athletes in their in game you're you're basically you're capturing the big picture then you're working backwards from that right and and that it's kind of the same way when we're when we're striving towards this life that we envision, right? Well, how, how can we get more detailed with that so we can be more accurate in the process? Mm -hmm. Did you, did you use your journal to get to where you are in your, in your uh, process of telling us about your journal? Uh, basically, <laughs> you know, I have yeah. used a, a lot of different journals. Yeah. I get stuck on one cause I've had it for so long, but um, did you try, don't name any, did you try others that just didn't do it for you and you found out what was lacking and put yours together or did you just come up with your system from, from beginning to end, you know, what, however mm -hmm. long that process took to go, this is what's effective. This is what's effective. Uh, eh, we don't really need to put that junk in there, but <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. How did, yeah. how did that, that development work? Yeah. So I would say both, you know, I started off, I just created my own design on word and I just print it off and fold it up and put it in my pocket. And, you know, as I used it, I would make some tweaks just for, for my own personal benefit. And then, and then I did, I started ordering a bunch of other journals or planners and, you know, the vast majority of the time I found that I would get a journal or a plan or whatever you want to call it. And I would open it up and just be like, you know, where the hell do I even start? Or <laughs> how, how, how am I going to dedicate 30 minutes a day to doing this? Like I'm looking for something that's quick and efficient. Mm -hmm. It's clean, it's simple, and it covers what I want covered. Mm -hmm. And so it was either the journal was like that, or it was more so just like, it's only gratitude journaling. And, uh, and in my opinion, if that's all I wanted, I would just use my own notebook. And so from, you know, my printout that I had that I would just print off every week and put in my pocket um, to ordering these journals. I I was like, you know what, if if I can't find something, then I can take this and I can make a copy out of it and and start using that and get that out and see if I can get some feedback on how it's received. Because, you know, things that are important to me are simplicity 
and just being able and and simplicity in being able to receive the benefits, right? A lot of people like to overcomplicate it, but when you do that, you make it really difficult for somebody who's never done it before to create a habit out of that. And if you can't create a habit out of that, then you're never going to receive the benefits, right? That's a worthy quote right there. I'm right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) All right. I want to rewind. You you said something, uh, uh, man, I feel like we're very efficient Uh, about five minutes ago um, that really resonated. Uh, It was, I can be that person today. And so it was, it was just kind of flipping a switch. How did you, how did you realize that? And then how do you become the person who can take that realization and turn it into action? Because that's really where a lot of people get, get stuck, right? It's, um, yeah. Hey, there's this thing I want to do. I understand the steps to do it and there's no way I'm qualified for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, I think you gotta, I think we got to back a little bit and see a lot of the pressures that people are under because naturally, you know, even from the age of 17, when you start thinking about going to college, you're getting bombarded with questions of what you're going to do for the rest of your life. And this is for the vast majority of people, this is something that's extremely stressful and, and actually can become extremely inhibitory in their process. So Speaking from myself, um, as I as I mentioned, that journal group that I was a part of and where I experienced that, you know, paradigm shift where it kind of flipped the script for me, um, it came simply through self-awareness. I had to evaluate myself in this process and which caused me to, you know, understand and evaluate why I was at my current job. I'm in a position where it was you know, this job is cool. It sounds glamorous. I get to tell people, you know, about the athletes that I meet, but is that, is that fulfilling me or am I doing it just so I can tell them that story and they'll think that it's cool. And once I came to this realization that, you know, this isn't what's going to, to provide that happiness and purpose for me long-term, I'm simply doing this to basically impress others then it it just helped me understand like, you know, a change has to happen, but until I figure out what that change looks like, let me focus on myself. And cause ultimately that's what you can control. Right. And, mm-hmm. and trying to answer a question that you don't know the answer to every single day is asking for nothing but compounded stress, which is what I was going through. Gotcha. And I Building from that, how do you how do you build the confidence to just do something else? <laughs> oh, that's a that's awesome. That's a great question. For me, um, you know, I I I had my wife and I. We found out we were having our second kid, and so it came down to what what story am I building, and what what kind of you know, influence do I want to be on them when they're 20 years old and I'm telling them about what they should do with their life or, you know, encouraging them to really chase their dreams. How am I going to be able to do so if I don't have the courage to, to do so myself? So I really had to evaluate, you know, the position I was in and, and the lesson and the courage that I'm displaying and what I look forward to teaching my, my children. And so, you know, I understand that, that not everybody, um, has kids or everybody's motivated by different things. It might not be your kids, but you know, people have certain events that, um, differ, but provide motivation in that aspect. And I think the important thing is to evaluate, like, you know, what story are you building? What, what do you want to be able to, um, talk about, or what story do you want to be able to, to tell 20, 30, 40 years from now? And what kind of, you know, attributes does your story portray? Is it going to be one where, um, you know, you wish you would have done something or you did it even though it was unconventional and you made it happen. So, so, so really it's a, a legacy motivator. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I guess so. I'm not quite certain how I feel about uh, the word legacy. Sometimes <laughs> I like it. Sometimes I don't. I think <laughs> it's like, you feel like you're dead already. When you hear it. <laughs> yeah. But I also think it's, uh, it's more so like, 
you know, I think it's a, it can be an ego driven, um, gotcha. you know, term, like, how do I want people to look at me? Um, I, I want to be able to look at it as like, you know, what do I want my kids to learn from me? And, um, there's actually a, a really good quote, um, man, see if I can remember it, but it's, it's, it's from a book called, uh, the power of starting something stupid by Richie Norton. Honestly, it's a great book, but, oh, and, and the quote is basically all it is, is will I regret this when I'm 80? And I remember reading that and thinking to myself, like, man, if I don't change anything, if I stay in the position I I'm in, I'm going to be in a position when I'm 80 talking to my grandkids and thinking to myself like, Oh yeah, I wish I would have done this, but I just didn't have the courage. And to me, that sounded silly. Like I feel like my grandkids would have looked at me like, dude, you had six years to figure it out. Here you are, <laughs> you know? So, so that, that, that quote impacted me in that way where I was just, you know, if, if me, not chasing these dreams or this lifestyle or this vision that I have for my family is just a lack of courage. Then I need to put my back up against a wall and make them. That whole back, that whole back against the wall thing is kind of a scary concept here. Yeah. Uh, you know, you mentioned ego and is it just ego driven? I, I've had a lot of conversations on ego. Um, and I spent a lot of time at one point trying to get rid of my ego, but I discovered something that not everybody will agree with me on without your ego. There's, I mean, your ego is your sense of who you are. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, you can have a, I mean, it can be outblown where you're like, you only care about you, but in, in my opinion, your ego gives you your sense of purpose. Well, that's Freud's definition, right? Ego is self. That's Freud's definition, right? Ego is self. Yeah. Yeah. Ego itself. So, so I get tried to get rid of it. And then I, I became very, you know, oh, humble, you know, mm. very humble. <laughs> humble is a rotten position to do anything from because you never want to stand out. You know, you, it's just bad. So ego, I think the fact that you can get this self-fulfillment now, the, and this is an opinion, Mm-hmm. The fact that it's not just for you makes it a bigger thing. Yeah. Because sure. you're trying to help, you know, your sense of self trying to help the world, really, or those mm-hmm. who want to be helped, makes it not not a, not a bad thing. You're actually trying to accomplish something for society. And you're not necessarily, in your case, from what I see, you're not trying to tell them what that's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. You're just helping them find out who it is they are meant to be or or who they think they're meant to be so that they can fulfill the life that they came here to. to, to Absolutely. Be. And and I like that part of ego. So don't 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 dump your ego. I'm sorry. That's, yeah. a, that's a rookie. <laughs> talk don't dump your yeah. ego. Hang on to that, because that's the yeah. thing that's going to help you help all the people that you want to help. Yeah. No, yeah. I think that's a, I think it's a great position on that. So I appreciate that. I don't disagree with that at all. You know, I think cool. it's, I'm good. It, yeah, it can be, it can be uh, <laughs> a really good conversation. No, no, Calvin. No, 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 really. But, but I liked it. And, and that's just, that took a lot of, I mean, I'm older than I like to say sometimes, but I'm planning to live to be 156. So it really doesn't matter. There you go. <laughs> yeah. I'll I'm, you there. I'm not even, I'm not even halfway there yet. So, um, but it's, it's like, it's just that thing. And I'm really intrigued by the book. I took a look at it on the on the website um, mm-hmm. and stuff that you're doing, and I'm like, ah, oh, that's really interesting the way you actually got that laid out. So, um, laying, Josh, if I'm running away from anything you're trying to 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 do, okay. So the actual there's like a formula to the way you've got it laid out. <laughs> um, it's, it's not just random blocks asking questions here and there. So is, is there, is there a flow there that you um, have intentionally put in? Yeah. So I'm glad you brought that up. So basically it's just simply broken down into a morning routine and an evening routine. Mm-hmm. And the morning routine just encompasses uh, daily goals. Today's top three goals, uh, positive affirmation and three gratitudes. And, you know, that that takes no more than two to three, two to three minutes to to do. 
And then the evening routine, again, is quick. All it is is answering the question, what went well today and what can I improve upon? So, and honestly, that's one of my, my favorite sections, right? Because before practicing this, you know, I, I'd never take the idea or the, I'd never take the time to kind of sit and reflect about my day, even though there's a, a lot that we can learn from it. Was I focused? Was I not focused? If I wasn't, why is that the case right now, tomorrow, I, I know what I can address to be more focused throughout the day. Mm-hmm. So that is the evening routine. And, and then on the right side of the page, you have the you know inspirational quote. And then along with that quote comes the purpose prompt with a little space to, to answer that. And then a space, a section for notes where you can just, you know, I, I keep my journal with me all the time. So that allows me to jot down any notes and, and ideas on the piece of paper before my horrific memory will forget it. <laughs> I know that horrific memories. <laughs> yeah, hey, man. We, this, is a really, this is a really good idea. There's no way I'm going to forget this. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what was I just thinking? <laughs> what did I say? Yeah. What did I have for breakfast today? <laughs> we overestimate the power of our memory. And I always, I joke with my wife that, you know, my journal is the best memory I have. And it actually allows me to, to be more present with my family, which I've struggled with a lot. Um, I'm sure people listening can relate when, when you're, you know, striving to accomplish something, whatever it might be, you get ideas, you get thoughts, you get, you know, things that you want to work on. And there, it occupies space in your mind. And, and a lot of times I would close up shop for my work day and I go spend time with my wife and kids. And I just, my wheels just kept spinning and spinning. And then I started thinking, you know, what if I could just release all these thoughts on paper before I go spend time with my, my wife and kids, you know, what kind of impact would that have? And, and I did some reading on it. Some people call it the write and release effect because it goes, these thoughts go from occupying space in your mind to occupying space on the paper, which allows you to release it because you know, if you forget it, it's still there tomorrow. There. Yeah. So that's something that's one of my, you know, every day before I finish up, I write down anything that's on my mind. And now my goals for tomorrow are set and I can go into the afternoon and evening with my family and focus on being with them. I think it was Hemingway used to famously uh, leave off for the day mid-sentence so that he'd always have a place to pick up tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So did you ever have a – you've made this a nice, succinct process. So did you have difficulty – like deciding, okay, how much space am I going to allow myself to write this thing? Because mm-hmm. I can take up, I was going through some of my old <laughs> journals the other day, and I can take up a lot of pages and say, I don't know what it was I said, but it takes a long time to read it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, did you did you deliberately curtail that space so you had to be um, more precise in your thought? God, I can't believe I actually asked that question. Yeah. Did, uh, did you do that intentionally or just? Yeah. So what happened was when the first product I made was a minimum viable product. I went through a print on demand company. So I wanted to get it out to as many people as possible so I could get feedback. Right. Mm-hmm. And I actually had a few other things included in the journal, which didn't allow as much writing space. And so some of the feedback I got was, you know, I need more space space, um, writing my goals and my gratitudes because the lines were a lot shorter. And, and then, um, some people would say, you know, I wish I could journal the whole page and at the time it wouldn't allow that. And so, um, I, I removed a few sections and made the, the writing space kind of, I guess I adjusted it to, to fit a lot of the consistent feedback that I'd gotten. And, and then I actually on the journal prompt uh, section, I meshed that in a way with the notes section. So if you do want to continue writing, you can seamlessly do so throughout the notes section. So, Mm -hmm. you know, somebody who wants to just write one sentence doesn't feel like they have to write a whole page and somebody who wants to write a whole page can do so. Mm -hmm. So, but it was a process of getting feedback 
and realizing that I needed to make some adjustments and, you know, which I'm extremely glad that I did that minimum viable product before I went to, you know, <laughs> more capital into it. Cause I got a lot of awesome feedback from it. Awesome. Now, as somebody who likes to make, oh, you know, 70, 80 item lists, uh, can you talk about the importance of, um, uh, of you know, limiting that, that like, here are my like top three, mm-hmm. um, yeah, some people will do top five or whatever, but but they they keep the number small. Um, why why did you do that? Why why is that important? So I I have a a love hate relationship with lists, uh-huh. and the reason why I love them is because it allows me to remember things that I want to do. The reason why I hate them is because you know if I have this huge list, uh, generally you default to doing the easiest ones instead of the most important ones. So, you know, you might go throughout your day and you're checking off a bunch from your list, but you're not necessarily focusing on the tasks that move the needle. So there's a few different strategies that, you know, you can use. And one of the, you know, when I personally, I use my journal, I'll transfer today's notes over to tomorrow's top three goals, right? So I'm evaluating, you know, which one of these tasks is actually going to move the needle, And where should I put my focus on first? And then if I do have a list, I'll simply just go through and prioritize them. I'll just write one, two, three by the most important one. So once I'm done with my top three goals, I can then turn this to this list and see, you know, where should I start? So lists can be kind of dangerous. There's a few other techniques out there. I guess I won't get into it. I think the simplest way is to, you know, keep a list, write things down, but just prioritize it, Put prioritize your top three by putting a one, two, three by, and that's going to help you actually focus on the tasks that are moving the needle for you. Yeah, I do. I've been using the Franklin planner forever since mid eighties. And clearly it's, it's one of my, my biggest friends and my worst enemies, because I do, they have a whole side of page for that list. Mm. And, you know, Trying to get to one, two, three of what's most important when you got like 80 things on the page yeah. is difficult. So mm-hmm. sometimes that's been my worst enemy. And I still got my A1, A2, and A3 up there and not touched for the day. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I may have to I may have to change my uh process for the next year and but we, we do be, love the dopamine hit of being able to cross something off a list, right? I do, I do. <laughs> But it would be nice to have the whole list, say three, checked off, then right, three right. up top and look, oh, look, that mountain below it. Look at there. Stuff mm. I haven't done today. Yeah. Very, uh, yeah. I can imagine that can that can cause some anxiety, too. It can be you know. demotivating. Yeah. For sure. I still For sure. have to feed the dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like that. I like, I like the, I mean, there was a lot of. There's thought here. I mean, there's 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 process, uh, but I guess that's what that sports thing mm-hmm. for getting that process. Yeah, yep. that's, that's good. I'm gonna shut up now, J- Josh. Your turn again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I wanted to shift track a little bit. Um, and like, we've never done this before, but we um, you know, we always meet in video, uh, but we release the audio, so we we don't talk about what's on our video screens much. Yeah. Uh, but but I, I want to look at the three of us just, just very quickly. Kelvin is, is here with a virtual background. Mm-hmm. I know what his office looks like and I understand why he's got that virtual background. Um, <laughs> I I am in my converted garage and you can kind of tell that, uh, well, it's, it's actually half converted. So I've got, you know, a storage shelf and some bookcases and, and a wastebasket behind me. And you are in a, a room with nothing on the wall behind you. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, um, is that something that's intentionally minimal? Is that is that a, um, a an an intentional uh, workspace choice, um, or did I just read like so much into our? <laughs> I hate to say this, but it, it's it's not necessarily intentional. Um, this is my my new workspace. It's in the basement of our home. We. So when we went from Tampa to Florida, that was just, we got in, into this home a month ago. So, oh, okay. Oh, so, the, so you're new to Jackson. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm new to Jackson. That's for sure. Um, 
you know, so this is, it's the, the workspace is still a work in progress, but I do like, you know, maybe I do like that minimalistic viewpoint. Might have to roll with that. That might be my, my excuse in the future. <laughs> Minimalism has not been my strong suit. No, not, <laughs> yeah. not at all. So I got a bizarre question. Well, it's not bizarre, really. I'm looking at the graphic on your planner, mm-hmm. I mean, on your, on your journal. Yeah. What's in that? So the logo you're you're yeah. referencing. So this is actually, I guess, kind of a funny story because when I first started this company, the the name of it was High Performance Life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm originally from Utah and I love the mountains. I feel like they for me, they're they're very symbolic for many reasons. And mm-hmm. so I wanted a logo that encompassed, you know, high performance life along with uh, a mountain range or something of that nature. So, um, I went with the triangular logo. And then if you look closely, you can notice that there's an HP in the logo and, uh, okay. And you can't really tell the L's there that much, but I say it is my wife likes to disagree. Um, <laughs> but then I, I went and I transitioned the name. I feel like high performance life was a little too generic and I transferred, uh-huh. I, I did a little rebrand to realizations and, but I liked the logo so much that I had to keep it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it, it looked intentional. So I was like, okay, so what's, what's going, what's going to go there? So yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, and yeah, since we're since we're on the subject, uh, I wanted to talk about um, mastery. Uh, yeah, and I, I understand that mastery and self mastery are actually uh, very disconnected. Like they're very different terms. Like is mastery in itself is 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 taking control of something else, right? Self mastery is is clearly something different. Uh, why did you? You know, why did why did you kind of pick that to describe uh, what you're doing? Yeah, so I I did a lot of reading on self mastery for some time, and what I found was a lot of people really like to overcomplicate this concept, and you know they they make it feel like in order to be a self master, you, you know, you need to be a monk or something or a a high performing yogi, whatever it might be, somebody who is completely egoless and just all these uh, with some arbitrary terms that make it sound like it's much more difficult than it actually is. Um, To me, what I was able to break it down to is self mastery is simply a process from learning from your past, preparing for your future and thriving in the moment. And I, you know, a lot of times we see it as this destination um, of becoming a self master, but that's, that's far from the case, you know, uh, somebody who practices self mastery or personal growth or whatever, understands that it's a continual, continual process, and you never reach to a point where I made it right. So once you understand that it's a process and and you're thriving throughout the process, that to me is what I'm trying to encompass with the term self-mastery, right? Always striving for something greater, but you know, always being grateful for where you're at and what you have in this moment. And yeah, the the idea of always Improving, always having something new to do is is important. I think yeah, that we talk about yeah. you know having another goal in mind when you when you accomplish one because you know once you accomplish one, yeah, that can't be the only thing you you ever do. You you, you lose fulfillment for sure. Yeah, you know, I no. think Lionel, Lionel Richie, I, I think it was you know said in the '80s when he was like you know number one in everything. He, mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, I'm at the top of the mountain. And you know what? It's pretty lonely up here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, uh, a goal is nothing but a stepping stone. It's it's the the most valuable thing that comes from a goal is the trajectory that it puts you on and the process that you have to go through to get there. So if, you know, reaching a goal and, and seizing to continue with this process is what you're doing, then the goal is hasn't been valuable to you at all. You got to continue through that process and use that as nothing but leverage to continue to the next one. Yeah, I've heard these people 
in the last couple of years who want to poo-poo setting goals. And I'm like, they are so drunk. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> call it what you want. Well, it's not yeah. the goal, it's a process. But, you know, the process is broken up into littler steps. <laughs> right, right. And that's the thing is like, and I get a lot of their points um, with why the process might be more, you know, why they argue it might be more important. But in, in my opinion, the reality is you can't establish a process without first having that goal, which is your destination, just like a GPS system, right? Where if I wanted to show up at your house and I, uh, I put New York City or New York in my GPS, that might take me, it might get me closer to your home, but I'm going to be hours away from your home still with no yep. idea how to get there. But the more accurate the goal, the more accurate that destination, then the the more accurate the process is to get there. So it's it's the trajectory that that right. goal puts you on. Yeah, love that. Love that. Can you talk a little bit about um, tools as tools and not the endpoint? Is I think one thing that people do when they see a new tool, like their journal. Yeah. is they get the journal and they think that the the new goal with this journal is to fill in the journal. Mm-hmm. Um, and they think, I filled in every day, I did it right. And that's not the point at all, right? The, the mm-hmm. point is to use it to, to drive you towards something, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's a great point. I think... Uh, inherently kind of, you know, the, the, the tool is in a sense, an additional accountability tool, right? It's something that if you are using every day, then you are either holding your, then it's likely that you're holding yourself accountable to these goals. So, you know, I think it's important to not only use it, but, but reflect upon your progress too. One of the things that, um, you know, I'll do every once in a while, maybe when I have a day that's less motivating or I, I just don't feel like doing the the things that I, I know I should be doing. I can take a, a look back on, you know, one, two, three weeks in the past and see those goals that I was working on then and get a better understanding of how far I've come. So, um, you know, I think if if your goal is to use the journal every day, it, then your goal should also be to check off the, the goals that you're setting for that day, right? Otherwise, you're right. It is, it's, a, it's a tool that, that you're using to be able to say that you're using, but it's not bringing the value that it could be. Right. So to declare, it's, it's something to use to get where you want to be. It's not, the, it's not the place you want to be. It's yeah, the tool to get sure. you there, mm-hmm. right? It, it's the hammer, not the house. Yep, exactly. Exactly. It's a great analogy. Yeah, I'm looking at this. It's very intriguing. Plus, you got quotes I like in here. Um, (laughs) I have to ask you some technical points on the quotes you're using in here. Uh um, (laughs) I can't find anything about about it that I don't like, which, you know, it's, it's, it's bothersome to me. I need to find a flaw. No, just just kidding. I'm not. I'm I'm really not that guy. What if you're a person who has difficulty narrowing things down to the most important that you want to do? So most important as in um, like things that move the needle, um, whether it's personally or for business, is that what you're referring to? Well, potentially. I, I um, This is a talking about Kelvin moment, just in case you hadn't figured that out. <laughs> I asking, like to do asking a lot for of, a friend. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a speaker. Yeah. I'm a professional photographer. I'm a life coach. There's a couple other things mm-hmm. in, in there thrown apart. Now, my vision of everything that I do is something that will help to enhance someone else's um, self-image or their value in themselves and their appreciation of themselves. So Mm -hmm. all those things in my head 
fit together in one little nut. Mm-hmm. However, each of them technically is a career unto itself. Right. And I, I can't let them go. I'm sorry. That's what I keep telling myself. I, I'm, I'm, I'm in them all the time. So I see your journal here. So how would your journal fit someone who's you know, like me? We just right. a lot that, that I want to do. How, how would I how would I use that to do I need three journals? Do I you know what? Well, no, you you certainly don't want three or need three journals uh, unless you just want to buy three for fun. Say, feel free to buy buy three. (laughs) You can buy three if you want, but you you don't need to. You know, you are so good to me. (laughs) But uh, I mean, in my opinion, it all it it really comes down to awareness, right? These it sounds like you know you have a a lot that you enjoy doing. Well. I think something that's extremely valuable is just taking the time to evaluate these different areas and understanding, you know, not, not only the financial aspect, but what do I enjoy doing most and what gives me the lifestyle that I enjoy living most and how am I making, what, what kind of impact is this having? Is that something that I want to do, you know, forever or, or am I doing it simply for the financial benefit or can I do without it? And so I think analyzing um, these different areas in that manner mm-hmm. can just help narrow down, you know, which area you would like to specialize in or put the majority of your focus, right? Because like you said, they, they do all intertwine. Maybe one's more financially beneficial while the other provides a better lifestyle. Well, you know, which one's more important to, to you at this moment? And I think that's different for everybody, but it definitely comes through a place of uh, cultivating self-awareness and and evaluating um, these different areas and just to get a better understanding of what it brings you, what, what, you know, what your enjoyment level is with it and how, how can you, you know, go about prioritizing that compared to the other tasks you have on your plate. This sounds like you got a lot going on. A little bit. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> that, that wasn't even half of it that's a whole other yeah, i believe yeah, <laughs> yeah you said you had to feed the dog earlier so no that's a whole another <laughs> but uh yeah let me try to ask the same question in a different way because i i think i get what what kelvin was getting at and that <clears throat> the things that you need to do throughout the day to feed um, photography and coaching and um, speaking and you know, you know, that's in Kelvin's specific case but uh, you know a lot of people you know, for a lot of people some sometimes it's it's parenting and and work and writing a book and uh, your side hustle or uh, you know and and building that relationship with their spouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, all these, you know, all these things are, are who we are and what we do. How do we, how do we pick how to prioritize? Man, it's an awesome, that's a great question. I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to give, um, I guess a great answer for that. And, <laughs> Uh, the the first thing that that really I guess comes to mind is so wait before you try to answer this then yep. let let let's take your case specifically um, you've got a career that uh, you like uh, mm-hmm. not not a hundred percent fulfilling you you kind of see where it's gonna go for building a side hustle you're, you're creating the journal um, pregnant with your wife's pregnant with your second child, which means that you're already a dad. Um, mm-hmm. You're already a husband. Um, you've got these plates to juggle. How did you decide what to prioritize? Yeah. So, I mean, I kind of touched on this a little bit before, but for me, it, it ultimately came down to the life that I envisioned myself creating for my family. How and did you pick your three things for a Tuesday, June 3rd? Yeah. So, so, 
basically, um, I, I was in a position where I, I had this, I guess, uh, an undetailed vision of the life that I wanted to, to create for my family. And I was able to evaluate, you know, the position I was currently in and understand that that's not necessarily going to give me that. Okay. So, so you set your long-term priority. Okay. Yeah. So, so I had, uh, I, I got more detailed and granular with my long-term vision Mm -hmm. and, and not, not just from the financial aspect. Right. But for me, it was important that, you know, it, the, I wasn't, completely concerned with being paid more, but I wanted to change the way, the manner in which that I got paid. Right. I, I, to me, I would have taken less money, which I did take less money to get paid differently. And that allowed me the freedom that I was looking for. And so when you're talking about prioritizing tasks, to me, the thing that was most important, it was that I was building this, which was just at the time, a side hustle that would allow me to step away from my current situation. So, but, but I guess it all comes down to where are you going? Where do you desire to go? And then just getting a better understanding of what's going to get you there the quickest way, the most efficient way possible. I'm not sure if that suffices Sure. Um, yeah, but it's, it's 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 the reality of it. Choices at some point have to yeah. be made. Yeah. You know. Based on what's sitting in front of you. Yeah. Right. Right. And and I get you know some of that is is having the right people around you. Right. You had a mm-hmm. um, it, clearly you were in a um, you know, without getting too personal. Clearly you were in a marriage that was supporting the uh, um, and you know, you had a family that that could get behind you, you working on this project and, For sure. uh, and not everybody, you know, not every, that's not going to be a luxury everybody has. Um, but, um, but it's, it's a luxury a lot of people have and, and don't realize, mm-hmm. you know, because yeah, because they, they've never explored it. Mm-hmm. And it definitely requires open communication. You know, yeah. we were, we were in a comfortable position and doing something different uh, without communicating the purpose of why, it would have been, could have, you know, been completely, really concerning for not only my wife, but other people, I guess. And, but communicating the purpose of, you know, this is what I want to focus on now. And this is why, this is where I see it getting us to, then it, it just allows for much more support and, and um, I guess, momentum in, in those areas. So now, now that you've got the journal here, how do you feel? I mean, has this fulfilled the purpose that you wanted it to fulfill? You know, I'll say uh, it feels great because it was a it was a long it was a long process, and I had some difficult times, um, namely after having quit my job and then having a, a set date as a target date to launch. But being set back a few months, um, just because that's a, that's the way things go when you're working with overseas manufacturing. A setback is is not a few days; it's at minimum, you know, four weeks at times. So, um, it it was it tested my patience, but um, it so getting it here now is it, it feels right. But the thing that I love most now is now I can I can tell I can spread the message right. Because it's difficult before you actually have a business or a product. People don't want to really hear about your ideas. They don't want to hear about what you're working on. They want to hear about what you're doing and what you've done. And so when you're talking about, you know, spreading your message through through networking, through podcasts or events and things like that, um, it's it's gratifying to be able to um, be able to speak on that, touch on that and, and my story as well. And then also just see the way that it's been received from those who have not only bought it, but used it. So it, it's, it's definitely helped me realize that I, I do feel like I'm on the right path right now. And I am grateful for the, the risks and the decisions that I've made that have got me here. And I, now that the ball has started rolling and I'm just excited to continue building that momentum uh, forward. 
Awesome. Great. Um, so now that you've got the journal, what, what what's next? Yeah. So my focus is right now strictly through Amazon um, and I guess optimizing some some work with my Amazon ads and that comes with time. It's not, mm-hmm. not necessarily something that, you know, you can get lucky on right now. Usually it's something that you just continually optimize over time. So I'm dedicated on, you know, taking advantage of Amazon's platform and optimizing there until I've hit a few benchmarks to where I can then take it and, and start focusing on my own e-commerce store and, kind of, I guess, building more from that brand that the journal has created, Um, you know, maybe doing, you know, groups and trainings with people who desire change, but don't know what that change looks like. How How can they gain more clarity and then start working towards that is something that I see the brand covering in the future. But Um, immediate things, uh, immediate focuses are strictly, you know, Amazon, um, connecting with people organically uh, online through social media and through podcasts. And then I do have hopes to launch my own podcast in, uh, beginning of February, 2021. So that's something that I'm really excited about and hopefully will just help continue to spread the message. Great. Um, Kelvin, anything else working in your in your mind? No, I'm just I'm just looking at it, going, hmm. <laughs> I think I need to put one of these in my hands. <laughs> I think you'll like it. Great, I think you'll um, like it because it it. Um, I like it's compartmented. It's it's structured, mm-hmm. really structured. Exactly, and it seems to follow a thought process. You eliminate. In this, you, you eliminate the ability to just run on endlessly with tasks and you force focus on a limited number of things, it looks like. 100%. I could yeah, probably yeah. use a little forced focus. <laughs> 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 so that looks good. So, I appreciate that. Thank you. Dallin, is there anything else that... Uh, yeah, I know this is everybody's favorite question. Is there anything that you had hoped that we'd talk about that that we didn't get to? Not necessarily. Um, I mean, put me on the spot, but I, I, nothing's coming to mind. I think we covered covered most of it. It's you know, I'm. I mean, regardless, I'm I'm grateful that you guys have had me on this show. I think it, I, I, it's something you know. I've had a great time doing it. I think you guys are awesome hosts. So. Um, as far as certain topics, no, I think you guys covered the majority of it. Great. Um, where, where do you hang out most online? Where can people find you? So I'm most active on Twitter. At, so that's at uh, Dallin Reber, D-A-L-L-E-N-R-E-B-E-R. And, it, you know, if anyone wants to contact me there, I respond to my DMs daily. And then I also have a link downrubber.com where you'll find my journal the a link to the amazon page you'll find a free guide to how to how to journal correctly so if anybody's unsure if it's something that they want to invest in they can they can go and learn more about the specific techniques that this journal contains and then i'm happy to you know chat with anybody who who kind of feels like this, who, where they desire change, maybe they're not happy with their job, but they don't know exactly what steps need to be taken and just try to get a gain, gain a little more clarity. And so on that, on that uh, website, downriver.com, there should be a Calendly link where you can schedule a free 15 minute call with me. So those, that would be the best way to Twitter or, um, or the website directly. Yep. Great. And we'll have links to those in the show notes too. So if, cool. if anybody was trying to scribble those down, they don't know. <laughs> Great. Well, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, no, I appreciate you guys having me on. Awesome podcast. Love your show. So I'm going to continue listening to it. Thanks. Um, yeah. <laughs> show notes and more at jkwdpodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, and share with your friends.
A Better Humanhood production.